Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbond, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com slash Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. We are 24 hours just about from the Steelers' first preseason game of the 2023 season. Football is officially back it's uh it's as exciting as it comes these next 24 hours the anticipation can't be any higher tampa bay buccaneers team i don't think on the rise i think quickly on the fall so maybe a team that the steelers could utilize to see really what they have here with this unit it's a beautiful day in the berg i feel my friend feeling good man feeling good uh i don't know man this this is like super bowl week is how it feels this is the last time i was yes. so excited just because we have actual real football to talk about to look forward to so i'm really excited just to see actual real football in pads against another team even though it's not you know necessarily like a real game and there's only so much you can take from it uh really just excited to see see them suit up so um less than 24 hours man i woke up in a really good mood i'm off work tomorrow i i'm hyped i'm hyped so that's uh i i do do you do you always take do you have like weird football traditions when it comes to taking off work i've learned like the draft first day of the draft is a no go boss knows that at the interview process yeah um can't be there can't be there <laughs> like week 1 2 is another one i believe Yep. And then luckily enough, you got the preseason game. So it's, yeah. Uh, well, that's it's a, a good thing. Time. I have a decent amount of vacation time. So I, I could just kind of like burn days whenever I can. I, I remember I used to just tell them straight up, like, hey, when the schedule comes out, just I'm not going to be there. The Steelers are playing. I'm not going <laughs> to be there. So I pretty much kept that tradition uh, alive with very few exceptions. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to watch this team play, man. Um, it should be, it should be a good one. Yeah, it should. It should definitely be a good one. I'm sure that we'll see a little bit of Kenny Pickett. I think that's where we have to start as these starters. Mike Tomlin says everybody who's healthy is going to play. I would imagine that does not include TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward, Minka. I'm sure everybody comes up with a little hangnail or something tonight so that they are not healthy to go tomorrow morning. I'd probably add Isaac Ciamalu and like Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal on that list as well. The guys who will go, Kenny Pickett's the big one, obviously. How long do you expect Kenny out there? How long do you expect these starters out there? Do you think he actually runs with almost a full-fledged first-team offense? 
Yeah, I think it, it'll be pretty close. You mentioned Sayamalo. He's got some veteran days off through camp, so there's a chance that maybe they hold him out. Um, but I do think that it would be a good thing for the starting offense in particular to get out there for a series or two. I don't think you want to see them do anything crazy. You know, we don't need a Josh Jacobs situation where you got no. guys, uh, important players, playing into the fourth quarter of the Hall of Fame game. But um, I, I do think it's good for them to get out there um, and get some live bullets. So I'm um, really excited about that. Um, I think that the group in general – um, even though there's a lot of returning players, there's also a lot of youth. So I think that there's value in, you know, getting some experience against the Bucks team. I'm not really sure how many of their starters are going to play, but I, I do think the experience, getting the repetition, getting the timing down um, is, is always a good thing. So I would definitely yeah. I think it's going to be probably a series or two. And that's exactly what I would prefer as well, about two series for the starting office, just to get a look at everybody. Yeah, I agree. I think two series is good. You don't got to rush it or, or, you know, take some chances after that, especially with guys like Najee Harris. I wouldn't be surprised if Najee only plays the first series and then kind of moves on from there. And I think maybe a guy like Deontay is probably the same way, probably Allen Robinson as well. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, I'd say, you know, two series, see what you got. Let Kenny Pickett work with some guys. But at the same time, I think you could replace a guy like Allen Robinson and Deontay with, you know, Calvin Austin, Connor Hayward, other guys that he'll have to get accustomed to during this preseason process. So I think that does work out well. But Kenny, all eyes will be on Kenny. I'll say this. From what I've seen in training camp, it's been a very, and we talked about this last last week, it's been a very uh, not disappointing at all. He's never had a negative day, but very in the middle with some spikes kind of performance. I'm very excited to see two drives, put the pads on, get the momentum flowing summer of workouts with your starters. What can you pull off in two drives? How quickly can you get momentum going, which has been a a big deal for the Steelers the last three or four years of haven't been able to get things rolling. I want to see that happen in two series. I'm uh, I'm very excited about those ones. Got to get to Michael's question here. Appreciate you and appreciate your support for my boy DB. We'll get to that at the, at the end, obviously, but appreciate slash position group. You want to see on Friday night. What is your top? Well, we'll stay. We'll we'll say position group because we are going to get into players to watch and players who need big games. So, what is your position group that you are most likely looking forward to? Man, that's that's difficult because I think there's a couple. There's at least like one guy in every group that I'm I'm really kind of going to be eyeballing heavy uh, once the pads come on. I think that the defensive line group is a group that. Yes. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, I, I think that I've seen some good reports out of uh, Isaiah Laddermilk over the past couple of days. It seems like maybe, you know, he's had um, a nice couple of practices. He's a guy who, in my opinion, is definitely on the, you know, he's he's on the bubble. He, he needs a really strong uh, preseason to probably continue to make the roster. I think that one of the absolute best, players that are top players that I'm looking forward to watching is DeMarvin Leal. I want to see something uh, from him. I thought that he flashed a little bit in preseason uh, last year. And then when he got the chance to play, they were moving him all over the front. I want to see where they're playing him at. Like what's his alignment like? What are they asking him to do? Is it, you know, more traditional uh, hand in the dirt stuff? Are they still asking to play some edge? And I want to see a pass rush plan that pretty much disappeared after the preseason last year. You know, he was going through some weight changes, putting on weight, that he got hurt. So I just want to see something um, from that group. So I would say, like, Leal's at the very top of my list on who I'm looking forward to seeing the most. So I would say the defensive line. Defensive line's a good one. DeMarvin Leal's a good one, too. I I think the defensive line is 
as difficult as it comes to find somebody that you need to cut once those cuts actually happen, because I think everybody's look good. And guys who surprised me, like Montrevious Adams, has certainly played himself into contention to remain on this roster. Uh, Braden Fajoko is a dude who shined every day. Armand Watts is a dude who's had good camps. Even Isaiah Loudermilk, impressive. You know, so I think that there have that group is very difficult to decide which one is the odd man out. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be the inside linebackers sticking with the defense. I think Cole Holcomb has looked good. Quan Alexander has looked really good in the run game, spotty in the in the coverage game, which is the exact opposite of what the Steelers brought him in to do. I want to see how that translates to a game. Alandon Roberts is a dude. That, I hope Alandon Roberts plays. I pray. Oh, he's going to put Roberts. somebody in a body bag. Body bag, bro. Body bag. Steelers fans are going to love this guy. Once he lays out one human being, he will immediately be a fan favorite to every. He's already mine. Like, And the best part about it is I asked him the other day. I said, yo, because Jalen Warren laid him out one da- time on backs on backers and then stood over him and like flexed. And I was like, oh, OK. And I asked him about it. And I like very subtly. I was like, hey, is there anybody on the other side of the ball who's impressed you in backs on backers? And he's like, I like that Jalen kid. And he's talking. He's like. He's like, you know, I ain't, I would never fight anybody on my own team. I'm all about that. He's like, but that other team, nobody's going to do that to me. Nobody's yeah. going to get the best of me like that. He's like, that's my fastball, and I'm going to throw my fastball all I could. And I think that he hits one human being, and it's, it's yeah. going to be a great time. I, think, great time. I, thought the, uh, I think one of the phrases that I used when they were bringing in some of the free agents, you know, Alandon, uh, Keanu Neal, and I think the same applies to Quan Alexander too. Like if you watch their tape – all three of those guys, like they're they're looking to hurt people, uh, and that's oh, yeah. I think that um, getting back to some of that physical kind of violent identity on defense, it seems like it was a little more of a priority this off season, or maybe that's just how it worked out. I don't know, but um, all three of those guys, you know, are absolutely one hundred percent. They're hitters, man, and I, I think hitters. That's, that's gonna make it fun. You know, you mentioned Quan being a little up and down. I've always thought that Quan was a little bit inconsistent play to play, but he makes enough flashes and it maybe not doesn't show up in the box score, but he'll make some big hits. He'll make some really interesting like TFLs and stuff like that. I do agree that um, they might people might be a little bit frustrated with him from time to time, but the yeah. inside linebacker group, that's, that's a good one to watch. I mean, they're definitely still going to be sorting out the roles. Who's going to be taking what responsibility, different formations, different packages. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited, very excited. And I think there's some other guys, and we'll, that's a good transition here is to players to watch. We head into Friday night. I think that guys like the safeties, the corners, some of these young guys are going to get opportunities. Just like you said, the defensive line, DeMarvin Leal is your guy to watch. Who else are you looking at heading into Friday night saying, I'm hoping for a big game or just I believe, like I, I believe that, Game one determines a lot about this guy moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the safeties. I think we can start with the defense. Um, you know, with Neil and KZ being so banged up, I like you said earlier, I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick plays very much at all, If even if he does have a helmet. So, I mean, it's going to give some opportunities to a guy like Kenny Robinson. And, you know, Kenny Robinson, yes, multiple interceptions already through camp, has made some splash plays, you know. Sounds like he's been uh, talking some trash while he's been doing it, too. So Lots of trash. Um, that's a good way to get on the roster. We know how important uh, those turnovers are to the Steelers' defense. You know, I think believe they led the NFL in interceptions last year, too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a ball hawk, that's, that's important. Um, special teams always really important. You know, Trey Norwood, I know the big thing with Trey um, has been – 
you know, there are some athletic limitations and he's not the greatest tackler. So whenever he's on the field, I'm looking for, you know, is he is he reliable um, as a tackler? Because that's something that you absolutely have to have if you're a part of that kind of last line of defense. So, um, you know, the safeties, that's a good good point to start at. The corners, a little bit less interesting now with Trice gone because I was really looking forward to getting to see him play. I know Joey Porter know. Jr. didn't practice yesterday. Some, some people he, say – He practiced. So he did practice. Okay. It was – he at one point he stopped practicing. Not totally sure why or when, because we didn't get to talk to Mike Tomlin after okay. practice. Um, but he did start the day. But he's dealing with it. I believe it's an ankle injury. Okay, so I don't know if we'll see him either. That I mean, that was obviously a very important piece that we wanted to watch. Um, yes, just all the rookies in general. But you know, that's going to give some playing time. You know, to James Pierre. Um, I do want to see a little bit from Patrick Peterson. Just mainly. Yeah. Do you think he gets on the field? I hope so. I just want to see how they're going to use him. I'm sure that they're not going to unveil, you know, everything because everything's going to be so vanilla. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But yeah, I, I am interested to see, you know, just where his usage is. Yeah, I agree. So my thing, I think at this point, my I'm at least to myself convinced that Elijah Riley and Shannon Sullivan have played Patrick Peterson out of the slot, which is which is good. You okay. know, like I think that's a good thing. I think they both look so impressive that you could actually have two. Like my 53 man roster, my next one will drop after the game. And unless somebody totally just like has an awful game between those two, I might put both of them on the 53 man roster because they've looked really good. But I agree. I, I hope Patrick Peterson takes steps on the field. I hope Joey Porter Jr. steps on the field at least a little bit. That would be awesome. Um, Cause I want to see Joey Porter go up against somebody else who's not George Pickens, too, just to see like. Yeah, just to at give some him point, a break. Yeah, like at some point you're just sitting there just going like, all right, man, like I get it. Like this is a great idea, but like could you let him win one? Like could we could we see Joey Porter do something really good once in a while against good talent? So I would I'm excited to see that one. I hope they play. Kenny Robinson's definitely one of my guys to watch. That dude, he does, man. He talks so much trash. It's crazy. He is always yapping. Um, which I love. I don't. I I don't not love that at all. Uh, the other ones uh, offensively, want to see Calvin Austin. That's I think my biggest one on offense is what is Calvin Austin going to bring first NFL game. I expect him to. Those juices are going to be high, and I think that the Steelers are going to give him plenty of opportunities to kind of like make that first game statement. I think that'll be a priority for them. And then Anthony McFarland and Jalen Warren. I think will take the bulk of the carries. I want to see what Ant Man what Ant Mac has in them this year because I think he does. I think he looks a lot better than years past. And even in that indie game, I think he looks better from there because I think the game has just slowed down for him so much. Yeah. The division of labor on who gets the carries after Jalen Warren is going to be interesting to see too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Calvin Austin, man. That's definitely, that's one of the top guys that I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Um, you know, just, I want to see some splash plays, you know, yes. Austin, that's something that he he's done a lot in camp just from, reports that i've seen but you know calvin can stretch the field you can get in the ball underneath kind of create those explosive plays um after the catch as well so i want to see you know what he looks like i also just want to make sure that he's healthy i want him to escape the preseason healthy that's the big thing for me just like everybody else but um yeah i'm excited about that i'm curious on when darno washington is going to come in the game i don't buy nice. into any depth chart talk at all until week one gets here um, him listed as tight end four on the depth chart is kind of funny though. Uh, but I, honestly, I think that he might, 
that's so hard. Like, Do you think like, he's all... going to come into the game in the fourth quarter? No, like I think he's. Stringers? I think all four of them are going to come in during the first quarter. Like I, I would expect. I would expect all four of them to take first team reps, like yeah. with Kenny out there, just because that's how. Like it's. I've never seen a tight end room with four starters, and the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow have created a tight end room with four guys that they want to start on top of six wide receivers that are actually pretty quality guys. So. But I know the fourth. No, but Rodney Williams, hot rod. Rodney Williams is taking over the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. Dude, he had two uh, touchdowns this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Washington. I just I want to see him block, man. I, yes. I just need it. Uh, I need it. Um, but I'm excited about that. Obviously, the offensive line, you know, you want to see some chemistry. I know the offensive line was a really was a really big hot topic for the last couple of years, but in particular last year in the preseason. Because if y'all remember that Jags game um, last year, they did not play well at all no. in pass protection. So, you know, seeing how that group develops and how they pass off, you know, you're not going to get a ton of exotic blitzes, but you will probably see some simulated pressure, some creepers. So I want to see how they pass that stuff off. Um, Roderick Jones, that's going to be a good one as well. So I'm curious on who Tampa Bay is going to play up front that's going to be interesting to see too. Yeah, me too. I kind of wish Kalaja Kansi was getting a helmet. That would have been mm-hmm. cool to see because I, I, for two reasons, one, I want to see like how the Steelers offensive line can handle a first round talent like that. And I think Kansi's good, um, but also it would be, it would be cool to see like Kenny and Kansi kind of like talk a little smack, you know, do their, do their thing. I am very excited about the offensive line. I, when do you think Broderick Jones, you think he gets any first team reps? Or you think he strictly once Dan Moore goes out, he's, he's in with the second teamers. I would really like to see them give more the first series or two. If yeah. assuming he's going to be the starter, because that's how it's listed right now too. But give him the first series or two, and then flip him to right, and then have both of them play. Have have Jones awesome. on the left side and have more on the right side, and then heck, you can let Broderick take three, four series, and then let Moore take a series or two, and then rotate him out. So that yeah. would be the best case scenario for me. Who knows if it plays out like that? Um, but that that's what I would like to see. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that I think that would be awesome too. Just because I want to see what Moore could bring in an actual game setting. I think he struggled at the right side just in camp, but I also think that he's playing backwards. Yeah, he's playing backwards, and you get one rep. You know, it's like it's different in a game. It's just like okay, this is difficult, but I'm just gonna punch this guy as hard as I can and see if I. W-. You know what I mean? Like when you're going up against Marcus Golden and. TJ or TJ Watt like it's it's very difficult to say I'm going to win these reps even though I just played seven eight reps on the other side and now I suddenly have to make the change um yeah I uh I agree shout out Smitty man he's having a great time in the comments appreciate you um all right players to watch went through players who need a big game I think is the next part of this conversation that needs to be had there are many guys fighting for roster spots and Position battles pretty much everywhere. Chance Sullivan and Elijah Riley are my favorite two so far, I think. You got guys that you believe need a a big and impressive game in Tampa Bay to kind of either solidify themselves, give themselves a chance, or to boost their role on this team and possibly win a position battle. Yeah, I think it's got the conversation there has got to start with Sullivan and Riley. Uh, Duke Dawson is another name there. Um, If he's going to play or how much he how much burn he gets, Um, you know, because we we've talked about this throughout the summer. But, you know, even if Peterson does rotate in the slot, we don't anticipate him playing there full time. So that's going to be that's going to be a conversation of they're going to have to have another guy to kind of mix and match. Ideally, um, somebody that can play there on early downs. 
um, and things like that. So I don't know who that player is right now. It sounds like that Tomlin's done a good job um, kind of mixing and matching those guys to see what sticks. And I think the preseason is going to be no different. I would, I wouldn't be surprised if like six guys got reps at slot corner tomorrow yeah. night. And I think that that's a good thing just to kind of see, see what the best option is. So um, Sullivan is a guy, I feel like his camp's been relatively quiet for better or worse. I haven't heard a ton about him. I know Elijah Riley made some plays um, earlier in camp as well. Duke Dawson, we haven't seen hardly any of him as, nah, a, he's professional, out. as a professional football player, just because he hasn't been healthy. So those three guys, you know, if you talk about guys that are on the end of the roster or looking for, you know, to carve out roles for themselves. Those are at the very top of the list for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Duke Dawson, I think, has kind of faded out in this competition. I think he's still got an opportunity, but Shannon Sullivan's made some nice plays. He's also had some times where it's been it, but I think lately he's been the most impressive of the three last week. Before that, Elijah Riley was making all the plays, and he I still think he continues to make plays. Like That's why I think both of them are kind of neck and neck. Like It's a very good competition, but I do want to see both of them. I think they complement each other differently. Like Shannon Sullivan isn't the greatest, greatest coverage guy, neither is Elijah Riley, but Sullivan's more reliable in coverage, I would believe, than Riley. And Riley off the edge, man, is just exciting to watch because this dude's physical. He knows how to time a snap. You know, he's just that that's what he thrives with. And I am excited to see him get to a quarterback in live game action. That's the biggest one for sure. Um, I would say the bottom of the wide receiver group is another one for me. Gunnar Olszewski, I think, has a really good opportunity to remain on this roster. So does Miles Boykin. Cody White's been making all the noise. That dude's got the most reliable hands Maybe in the NFL, like, I don't know, just this Justin Jefferson guy, Jefferson guy is pretty good. Jamar Chase, pretty good. T Higgins, George Pickens. But Cody let White, me man. tell you about Cody White. Let me tell you about Cody White, dude. That dude is, they just catches everything. He catches everything. Um, So I think I want to see those guys. I want to see Akeem Butler, see if he can bounce back after just like really inconsistent play the last two weeks at camp. Jordan Bird has gotten almost no opportunity. Can he do something? I just think that the bottom of that depth chart right now is just it's just Miles Boykin and Gunnar Olszewski, but I don't think that everybody else has really had a fair opportunity to kind of make a splash. And I think that'll allow them this game. Des Fitzpatrick's another one. So those are that uh, offensively. I think that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. No, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about Calvin Austin too, and not that he's really on yeah, yeah, necessarily the bubble or anything like that, uh, provided he's healthy, but I would, I would almost like, if you mentioned getting Gunnar snaps, um, and Cody White, you know, Cody White's played a little bit of big slot in the past, too. So I would like to get Calvin just a ton of burn and you can kind of start burn. him out, start him out in the slot, you know, with that first kind of group, especially if a Rob doesn't play very much. And then I would almost shift him outside and rotate the rest of these guys in um, around him. So give Calvin some inside and outside exposure and see what he does with it. Um, that's the thing, too, with. um with Gunner in particularly, we know that he's a pure slot receiver and, you know, he's had times um, over the past two summers where he's looked really good. Um, but, you know, we know Allen Robinson is going to play the vast majority of his snaps in the slot just at this stage of his career. We assume that Calvin Austin, because of his size, is going to get a good amount of snaps in there as well. Do you need that third, like, pure slot receiver on the roster? Yeah. Especially if you're not going to contribute on special teams. Like, because it looks like this is Calvin's job to lo to lose, really, as the punt and kick returner. 
So where do you where where does he how does he get a helmet on game day is my question. I agree. I don't think he does. Like I think Gunner, if he makes the roster, which I think is an argument for and against him. Like he doesn't have a purpose on most game days, but you got to make three guys inactive most weeks anyways. So that maybe like just solves, makes it easy. At the same time, who would be the backup punt returner if Calvin goes down? You know, it's it's just Gunner. Like that's that's yeah, your other option. I mean, you'd have to figure. Yeah, that's you have to figure have it out figure if it's out. not Gunner. So I think that that kind of gives him an, a bit of an upper hand of just like there is a path. You know, a lot of these guys like Hakeem Butler has a tough path. Cody White has a tough path. Des Fitzpatrick has a really tough path just because he's pretty one dimensional, just a wide receiver. And Jor- but Jordan Bird is a guy that doesn't do much on in the receiving game but has a path because he could be a punt returner. I think Gunner's the same thing, just because you need a backup, even if they don't dress on Sundays. Um, but I can, and my thing with this one, because people do bring this up a lot, Deontay Johnson, I don't think they want Deontay back there. I don't want. I don't think they want to take that risk, especially with special teams value kind of going down these days. I just think that they look at Deontay as a guy that they'd like to keep healthy and on offense, and they don't want him to return punts, and they'd rather have somebody else do it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that too. I mean, I think McFarland's going to get a chance to return some kicks as well. Yeah, so yeah, he's a kick returner. We, yeah, so we talk about you know guys that could potentially carve out a role. You know, can can McFarland's um, you know RB three status be kind of cemented with you know some reliable play, not just as a running back, but also showing that he can be relied upon as a kick returner. So um, yeah, those are definitely into the roster type guys that I think it's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. I see a lot of Nick Herbig. I was going to say, comments. Nick Herbig's another one. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see him, man. I, <laughs> you talk about a guy that would really need the, – the, they're so low. The Steelers are so loaded up front, right? Like, they're legitimately yeah. six, seven deep, um, and I don't know that very many NFL defenses can say that. I'm very bullish on the front of this defense, especially the pass rush. So I don't know if there's going to be a role there for Nick Herbig, but I, I really want to see if he can just – carve one out anyways um it may be yeah. as a situational rusher even if it's a couple snaps a game um so yeah herbig's gonna be a guy that i'm gonna really be paying attention to i want to see how he plays the run but i also want to see him go against some offensive tackles that aren't the steelers offensive tackles i know he started yes. off camp really well so I'm, I'm interested to see him you know in live action because that dude's first step is crazy i mean he's really good at the top of the rush you know can really get off the ball i'm, I'm excited about seeing that no, I'm Nick Herbig's a dude that I am so excited to see because two things. One, I want to see Nick Herbig get to a quarterback because right now in training camp practice, you like, can't you get to him. a backfield. Yeah, you just kind of stop. So you get back there and you just you're just chilling. Um, that is crazy. Ninety six and feel yeah, my day putting on. Woo! Uh, wow. Yeah. Better drink um, some water, my brother. Yeah, for real, dude. Hydrate. Anybody going down? Hydrate. Um. But Nick Herbig's a dude that, yeah, once you get back there, you just kind of have to stop. So there's, it's boring. In a real game, I want to see him, I want to see him finish a shed in a block. I want to see if that first step is enough. I want to see if the length issues are, are real. And there's another part of this. I want to see Marcus Golden play because I'm not totally convinced that Marcus Golden is better than Nick Herbig right now. And I'm not trying to stir controversy or start the Nick Herbig over Marcus Golden train. I'm just being real. I don't think Mark. Marcus Golden has really made much noise at training camp. He's coming off a two and a half sack season. I get he had 20 pressures, but I mean, you're 32 years old, turning 33. Yeah, I want to see how much juice you have left in you. And if the rookie is 
you know, is for real. He's a fourth round pick. You got to remember Alex Highsmith was a third round pick and his rookie year, he contributed and made solid contributions. So it's not unheard of to think that Nick Herbig could be that guy behind TJ and Alex. Yeah, I'm just, again, just going back to my point about just how bullish I am about the Steelers pass rush. I mean, I look yeah. at this, and obviously you've got the three kind of stars with Watt, Hayward, um, and Highsmith. But, you know, when guys that have flashed, you know, not just games, but like long stretches of really high-level play, such as Larry Ogunjobi, Marcus Golden – are your fourth and fifth best pass rushers. I get pretty excited about that. And then when you yes. throw in the youth there, not just with Nick Herbig, but also Keanu Benton, I'm interested to see, you know, is he going to get reps at both nose tackle and defensive end? I'm interested to see, you know, just how much um, they allow him to play across the front or if he's kind of just pigeonholed into that, you know, zero tech alignment. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you talk about being five, six deep and then throwing two rookies in there from a Wisconsin defense that was pretty damn good last year. Yeah. Once again, um, I think that's just absolutely absurd. It's going to be fun to watch, man, once once the real, real football starts. Yeah, 100%. All right, just want to answer these two real quick. What side do they have Herbig out most of the time? I honestly want to say the right side, but I think he's he's obviously played both during training camp, but I want to say I've seen him more on the right side than the left, not 100%. And uh, has Nick Herbert taken coverage reps at outside linebacker? I mean, everybody has, but more times than not, the Steelers outside linebackers aren't leaned on to do that. So it's not – if you're asking it, as he backed into like the – like an off-ball linebacker? No, he's played zero percent at off off-ball linebacker at training camp. He is an in, he is a, an edge rusher, and they they want to keep him there. So we'll see what happens there. All right, next, I think last thing I I got for us players you're most excited for. This is obviously brought up Patrick Peterson. You talked about how you want to see Demarvin Leal. The guy that you are looking that you are just like, man, I cannot wait to see this guy in pads for the first time. Grind your teeth a little bit as you say it. You know what I mean? It's like petting a dog and getting a little too anxious. Yeah, I I would have to go with some of the rookies. So if Porter, if you could tell me that Porter was going to play, that's yeah. one. So when I get the film on, you know, Saturday or whatever, I'll be yeah, going yeah. through literally every single rep that he takes. Um, if you can promise me that he's going to play. I just want to see. um how far he's been able to come technique wise and footwork wise in the, you know, six months or whatever, I guess it's not six months, four months that they've had him. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really seen him play like a real game since, you know, January ish. So um, I want to see, you know, that um, Broderick Jones, I mean, his development is very crucial for the Steelers future. I mean, there's no hiding that they traded up for what they hope is a franchise left tackle. And I know it's really easy to say, you know, you look at offensive tackles that get taken in round one, those guys pretty much always play as rookies. It's just a matter of when. So we know Project Jones is going to play sooner rather than later, but I think they have to have a baseline of reliability and trust in him and pass protection because yes. obviously they also think Kenny Pickett is the franchise quarterback of the future. They're not going to throw you out there, brother, unless they trust you <laughs> to protect the franchise quarterback in the pocket. True. So, um, you know, I would just say the rookies in general. Um, I don't want to specify with any of them, but I think that, you know, I'll be very, very paying closely attention to all those guys. Yeah, the rookies are are good ones for me. I'm going to toss Calvin Austin in there too as a rookie just because this is his, 
his first time. Um, I think the guys I'm most excited to see might be the offensive line. And I know that is the most boring answer possible, but I think that makes or breaks like so much of what we've talked about. If the offensive line goes out there and stinks, then it's, we have a whole new conversation. The conversation goes from like all the good things about the Pittsburgh Steelers to, ah, okay, this team's not going to do as well as we anticipated them doing because their offensive line still sucks. If the offensive line's real good, I mean, we're, the expectations of the Pittsburgh Steelers immediately go up. So I'm very excited for that. I'm a big in the trenches type of football guy too. So I'm all about seeing these big guys. And like, it's been a long time since you've like got to watch a Steelers football game and, and ignore, almost ignore the offensive line. You know, like you just, you can just watch it. I think that's the hope, right? That they're, yeah. that they're like average to above average this year. And that'll be a massive improvement over where they were just like two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like you could just sit around and just go, oh, you know, I haven't noticed Kenny Pickett getting sacked all the time or Najee Harris running for one yard before he gets hit. I'm 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 very excited for the offensive line, defensive line, I think, too. But man, that offensive line is it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I do want to answer this because because we're getting a couple of questions on this one. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk playing outside linebacker reps. I don't I don't know where this reports come from. Um, I haven't seen him play any outside linebacker reps. Maybe maybe I missed something. So have you seen anything? I haven't seen anything on social media. I have seen people like talk about it though mm-hmm. the past couple of days. Yeah, Isaiah Loudermilk. I bet I, I go back to what I just said. I don't. I don't. Do they need an edge? I mean, they don't. Need I, I'm, they I mean, don't they have edge. they have three really really proven veteran guys. They drafted Nick Herbig. We know that Leal at least has some functionality out there yeah. as a tweener. Um, the report's I, coming out of. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Look, I don't, I'm not, yeah. the more you can do, right? I just, I, I am very yeah. interested in, um, you know, same thing that I kind of said about Liao. I want to see them kind of find a home for him. I don't think yes. that necessarily playing multiple spots all the time is the greatest thing for young players. I know I've given that rant on here a lot. Um, so I want to see them find a home for him, whether that is at defensive end, whether that's at edge, whatever that entails, I want to see some, um, you know, some type of plan um, yeah. with him. And I think that louder milk, you know, as an end of the end of the roster type of guy, um, you know, he's a guy that needs a good preseason showing regardless if that's at defensive end or edge maybe too. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess maybe I, I'm, I agree with you though. Like I want to see a plan. I want to see him. I just, I think Isaiah has developed like nicely playing behind cam during this camp. I've noticed a lot of plays where I've thought, Oh, okay. There's Isaiah louder milk in the backfield. looks very good. Um, and I think he's gotten bigger. I also think that the storylines have been down ar- around him as in last year, they were kind of high. So I think that always helps guys, you know, ease the pressure, but I think it's good for guys to have pressure to understand that they have to make the rosters. So they have to improve without the media constantly asking them about where they are, you know? And I think DeMarvin Leal's in that bubble now that Isaiah Loudermilk was a year ago. And I think that actually helps Isaiah. Just one more thing about Liao, because I know we talked about him a bunch, but Liao's development might not be the most important thing for the Steelers' defense this year because of mm-hmm. all the other pieces that they have. You know, Cam Hayward's still playing at a really high level. We expect to see a better version of Larry Ogunjobi now that he's healthy and hopefully can even make it through practices this year, um, you know, without dealing with those nagging injuries. So it's not like there's this huge 60 70% snap share that's available for him, even if he plays well. I think that the big thing is figuring out what 
does Liao look like for the future? Because Cam Hayward yeah. can't play forever. He's 34 years old. You know, he's kind of already beating Father Tom to death right now. Anyways, Liao was kind of that guy that we kind of thought could be the heir apparent at that spot, you know, if everything worked out perfectly. So I think that his development is really important, more so for the future than the short term. But I agree. All right. We got to get to here. Our boy uh, Epic Sports has made us very aware that he's interested in this one. Appreciate you. Uh, what's your thoughts on Kenny starting tomorrow? We talked about this, I think, pretty in depth earlier in the pod, but just to give a, a little rundown. I think the general overview is excitement. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what Kenny Pickett can do immediately in limited drives and limited opportunities with a new offense. And I think just to bring the whole podcast full circle here, I want to see him behind an offensive line that we have higher expectations for with a running game that should be good with more weapons than he had last season, much more weapons than he had last season. And I just think against a Tampa Bay team that's pretty bad to say this is is where we are let's start off hot and let's build this momentum right from the jump yeah I think it's always a good thing you know for the quarterbacks to get live reps because there's only so much that you're really going to be I guess able to tell from training camp when you know those guys aren't allowed to get hit and obviously you don't want like you said behind a revamped offensive line you don't want Kenny going out there and taking a bunch of shots we don't want um, we, we don't want a Jacksonville performance from last preseason where the offensive line looks terrible and the quarterback's just running for his life. But I do think there's value in playing against a front that has the option to hit you because I think that's where you tell a lot about like how a quarterback's going to play on Sundays when the real football kind of starts. So, yes. um, yeah, I think the big thing for me, um, excited to see Kenny, um, how different things look from year one to year two. I think that there's more value in the five, six series that we might see from Kenny um in these preseason games than really what you get from training camp i know i gave that take last week um but i think there's going to be a lot that we can take away i think the biggest thing for me and i'll just go back to it uh the the thing that i want to see kenny improve on the most is just pocket management i want to see him step up in the pocket i want to see less bailing on clean pockets i want to say i want to see him kind of win more a little bit within structure and with anticipation uh, rather than, you know, all this scrambling and stuff um, that he had a tendency to kind of resort to sometimes um, out of necessity, honestly, because of some of the offensive line play at times last season. So, um, but yeah, I want to see how that uh, how that works out. But, you know, I do I do agree with it, the fact that he should play. This was a bad offense last year um, for the majority yeah. of it. They played better down the stretch, but this was a below average offense to bad offense uh, overall. And I think you got to get these guys you got to get these guys reps, man. That's the only way to compete in today's NFL is to have a very good offense. And I think that everyone here is probably lying if they're very confident that this unit's going to be very good this year. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah. we need some, we need to see some significant progress, but I'm excited about, you know, seeing the process. No, I agree. I agree. That's where I stand with Kenny. I'm more wait and see type of thing with some excitement, but no expectations, I think is where I, is where I stand. And with that, We head to Friday, Steelers' first preseason game. Plenty of excitement, plenty to look forward to, plenty to look back on. 53, 90 guys, excuse me, 90 guys looking to make a 53-man roster. Journey started at training camp, and I think it takes a pretty significant step forward in Tampa Bay tomorrow night. With that, we're heading out, but uh, I got to give you the floor here for a second, my friend, as uh, you say goodbye to... I guess all Steelers talk, not Steelers Nation, but all Steelers talk for yeah, uh, yeah. 
the uh, the last time. A very, very sad moment, I think. Yeah, no, I just want to, again, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel like I did last week with the whole announcement thing, but um, just kind of reiterating what I said last week. I mean, me and Noah were streaming to two people doing a Steelers Broncos uh, show like two years ago and now I'm looking at the top left corner and there's 235 people in the chat. I mean, it's just, it's unreal to see the growth of the site, the growth of the channel. I am very, very, very grateful um, for all the support, you know, anyone who's read my work, watched, hit me on Twitter, all that stuff um, is greatly appreciated. So, and I really appreciate you guys as well. Like it's always fun interacting with you all um, on social media. So again, thank you guys continue to um, please support the channel. Uh, make sure you know i'll be in here in the comment section so i'm sure y'all will see uh y'all see me pop in from time to time so again thank you guys very much i don't know if i'm uh if i'm ready to see you pop in the comments i might get a little sad when i (laughs) when i see those i i'll keep it short and simple too i just want to say thank you my dude you know i appreciate you this is this podcast is my favorite thing to do it's it brings me so much joy and you know it does not we're not here without you you know what i mean like this is this was a team effort and I can't, I can never thank you enough for that. Um, and I'm, I'm actually very excited. Just like I said last week, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily sad because you know, this is so deserved. So I'm, I'm just grateful that, you know, big things come for people who deserve them. And, uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So appreciate you, my guy with that. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out all of our work at AllSteelers.com. Go subscribe right now. No hesitations to Derek's YouTube channel, or uh, youtube.com slash Steelers at Steelers underscore DB. I get that wrong every time. YouTube.com slash at Steelers underscore DB. We appreciate you. I will be back for a live stream on Saturday to recap Friday's game, answer all your questions as we go through them. Enjoy Steelers' first preseason game of the 2023 season.